This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Yo, what's up, and welcome back to RAF. I'm your host, MA, aka the Love Ambassador. Now, there obviously has been much talk about the old coronavirus, also an insane amount of talk about 5G. But what I'm going to do is take you on a quick side note here because we also have to be very aware of what is actually happening in the global economy. Uh, obviously, most people will remember the GFC, um, and afterwards, due to, in my own personal view, basically the printing of cash and cheap loans, we have seen an incredible rise of not only the stock market, but also companies um, with cheap money just going out and buying and pumping up the economy. Uh, what for me has been fascinating, in particular living in Australia, is how a country that has never been in recession for I don't know, 26 to 30 years in the space of a couple of weeks can be a couple of hundred billion dollars in debt. And essentially, um, if it goes on for a long time, in some serious, serious trouble. Uh, so what I've found here, um, as always, don't own the rights, etc., etc. subscribe, uh, pay the money, uh, is The Economist. Um, and they've written an article called Bottomless Pit, Inc., so here we go. Yes, the figures are actually quite insane. Um, so I'd take a moment to actually think about how much money is actually involved here. In the past month, the biggest businesses handout in history has begun. The goal of helping firms survive temporary lockdowns is a sensible, but it is hard not to feel uneasy. At least eight trillion dollars of state loans and goodies have been promised to private firms in America and Europe, roughly equivalent to all their profits over the past two years. Over half a million European firms have applied for payroll subsidies, so it's 500,000 companies. Some of these handouts will involve grubby choices. Boeing and Broad in the 737 MAX crashes might get billions of taxpayer dollars. Broad rescue schemes could have a legacy of indebted, ossified firms that impede the eventual recovery. Speed is essential, but governments also need a clearer framework to organise the jumble of schemes, protect payers and preserve the economy's dynamism. The problem is, is if you start giving out money willy-nilly, who do you save and who do you don't save? And then how do you keep jobs in what industries? Does that therefore become like, um, you know, national security, food security, defence, um, maybe your economy is based on finance because you don't make anything anymore. So it's actually quite a difficult decision to make. The $8 trillion is a big number includes state and central bank loans, guarantees and temporary subsidies to keep paying active workers. So we're talking predominantly about America here and a little bit about the Eurozone. The total running costs of all American Eurozone non-financial firms, excluding payments to each other, are $13.5 trillion a year. And that's excluding payments to each other, of which $11.6 trillion is wages. 
But there is still no guarantee that this mountain of money can prevent chaos. Firms also need to refinance $4 trillion of bonds in the next 24 months, and debt markets still worry about racier borrowers. Carnival or Cruise Line, which are obviously stuffed because of coronavirus, have issued bonds at a crushing 11.5 interest rate. Uh, there's an old saying in economics, which you say the higher the risk, the higher return. So, of course, you're taking a higher risk when invent investing in um, cruise ships. The plethora of support schemes, there are at least 10 in America with different eligibility rules, will baffle some firms and exclude others. A quarter of listed Western firms are heavily indebted, and if those facing slumping demand gorge on state loans, they might wreck their balance sheet. For a few giants, the potential losses are so big that they alone could impose a significant burden on the state. If we have a look at Germany, for example, Volkswagen is burning through a staggering $2.2 billion of cash every week. That's correct, $2.2 billion of cash every week. So then you wonder, even as big as Volkswagen is, how long can they sustain that for? And before, well, uh, you know, the German government has to step in to protect its economy, its manufacturing and its employees, because a lot of the times manufacturing is done in smaller towns and regional areas. So once that goes, then you lose whole large sections of your voting public. Ideally, private investors would swoop in. Warren Buffett is sitting on $125 billion of spare funds, and Blackstone has funds of $151 billion. But the duration of lockdown is unclear, so they may be reluctant. As a result, alongside widely available cheap state loans, bespoke state bailouts are starting. America's latest stimulus package earmarks at at least $50 billion for the airlines, and other firms vital for national security, Boeing and Chums. Germany has loaned $2 billion to TUI, a travel firm, and Singapore's sovereign fund, Temasek, has bought more shares in Singapore Airlines. They might need to nationalise them, actually. Such bespoke deals are easy to sign, but often go sour. Uncle Sam lost over $10 billion in the General Motors rescue of 2009, and Wall Street Bank bailouts left an especially bitter taste. That's why there's more of an emphasis this time of the banks chipping in to help with the crisis, because it was like, well, we helped you before, and you're here because of us. Negotiations can be hijacked by politicians who want pork or sway over firm strategies. If bailed-out firms end up indebted and burdened by long-term guarantees, the economy can become ossified, sapping productivity, and it's unfair to ask well-run firms to compete with state-backed rivals. Um, it goes on the article to talk furthermore about how, when, and what they should support. But basically, uh, you know, the taxpayers kind of look around and asking for bang for their buck. Uh, it also it becomes a question of how long do you actually intervene for. Uh, assistance beyond six months should be limited to firms that provide essential services such as telecoms, utilities or payments or at the centre of critical industrial supply chains. These firms may be eligible for long-term loans, but they must come at a price in the form of equity stakes for the taxpayer. A rough yardstick is that for every $100 of long-term loans, taxpayers should get $10 of equity. If these firms are already heavily indebted, there is no point in crippling them further. Instead, creditors must take a big haircut. Lastly, governments should not interfere in other ways. There will be populist calls to force airlines to give more legroom, car firms to build electronic charging points, and manufacturers to build factories in rust belts. 
which I actually still agree with, I must admit, I think they should. But bailouts of individual firms are a bad mechanism for dealing with these issues. The one rule that governments should impose is to ban firms getting bespoke deals from paying cash to shareholders through dividends and buybacks until state loans are repaid. This year will see state intervention business on an unprecedented scale, with luck it will not be remembered as a year which dynamism and free markets died. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what's going to happen after this coronavirus. And a part of me does feel that certain industries should be protected for national security. But having said that, to uh, argue that on a free market and against the free market principles is immensely difficult. Um, hopefully we could find some way to meet in the middle. But also, largely the point that we get into this problem is because... Um, you know, a lot of companies just go so insanely in debt with cheap loans and then they pay all their CEOs massive bonuses. It's like, well, for what? Even a monkey can do that, right? If you give someone heaps and heaps of cash and they can just buy assets, well, you know, like, where's really the, the financial savviness in it, you know? Like, a lot of the times it's just like, let's just keep propping the market up by printing money. So that's why now we're finding ourselves in a bit of predicament when we've been hit with a double whammy. So uh, let's hope for the best. But like I said, we shall wait and see uh, what will be like at the end of the